Hi, angels. This is Francesca, and you're listening to Everybody Hates LA. This solar eclipse almost took me out, (laughs) y'all. I don't know if your life has been crazy, but my mind has been on some kind of mountain in a galaxy far away, and I feel like there's just some brain surgery that some kind of cosmic being has done on me at night. (laughs) And what better way to find balance and space during this crazy cosmic uplifting than to just take care of yourself uh, and to find some part of, you know, self-love rituals or, you know, relaxing and reading or just being in the moment by going to the beach or going into the mountains. Um, and I had to go back into the archives because I have a very special episode with Miranda Amora where we talk about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Um, and if you don't know what they are, they're basically parts of our soul or our mind that guide us, right? So when I think about the divine feminine, I think about nurturing, I think about mystery, I think about feelings and emotions and and caring and unconditional love and when I think about the divine masculine I think about structure and providing and safety and uh, and more kind of like decision making right like action and you need both of them to really live a, a good and healthy and balanced life but sometimes they're out of whack right so for me for example you know in the childhood that I had and in moving from country to country a lot of times I had to be more masculine because I had more of the survival instinct that I had to follow. And as I'm getting older, I'm trying, (laughs) trying really hard to go more into my feminine, right? To allow other people to give me love and to allow other people to uh, provide for me. And then being open to receiving all of that, which I haven't always been in relationships and even in friendships, right? Because I'm like, no, let me do it all myself. Let me take control and, and whatever. Um, And so earlier this year, I met Miranda because someone had recommended talking to her because she's a sex coach. And I was like, sex coach, sign me up. Um, And it was just like our souls had known each other for years and years and years. And she's become a very dear friend of mine. And I really love seeing her just conquer the world and just with her peaceful being. I don't know. You'll you'll see it. You'll hear it when when you hear her voice. But she's just been really incredible. Um, And we're going to explore kind of what it means to get into your body and what it means to get into your mind and how that sometimes shows up in your sexuality, whether that's um, experiencing and exploring things that you never thought you would experience uh, or explore and feel, or it's just you coming to terms with yourself and like standing in front of a mirror and being like, who am I? Like, where is my feminine side? Where is my masculine side? And loving yourself and healing your way through all of those emotions and all of those feelings. So um, we, I think we talk about her workshop that was back in the spring, but you know, 
your girl's still trying to find time to edit and do all these things so you get what you get um but tell me what you think and please give a warm welcome to miranda let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me and those are all the words that i know (laughs) let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me (laughs) i love it isn't it funny how like sex and intimacy and all of those topics are so taboo in culture and yet we all participate and are influenced by them and affected by them yeah absolutely there's there's like a a level of shame on all of these topics and especially with relationships we feel like we're supposed to already know how to be amazing at them like it's not its own unique body of work to Mm. grow in and evolve in and yeah I I, it is very taboo just crazy I um I did an energy healing session with a woman a few days ago my first one ever I've never done it before of course tarot and, and all those other topics and things I always love kind of dabbling into and we went through our um like soul stars our earth star like all the different powers in your body not chakras apparently I forgot what they're called but it was like your willpower, your authentic truth, your like intimacy center. And she was saying that at my age of like 12, 13, I learned a fear of intimacy. And it was so interesting because I looked back and I'm like, nothing happened. Like, I don't know why that would have occurred. But then also, you know, was I dating somebody? And then did anybody teach me how to date somebody? What was the first time like that when somebody, you know, touched me or when I touched them or when we kissed or any of those things, right? And I was like, nobody told me anything. I mean, of course you talk to your friends, but I never, I just kind of like worked through and I wonder if I just traumatized myself. <laughs> I feel like what you're naming, that fear of intimacy, it's in the collective unconscious. I notice everyone in the world if they're not doing this deep healing work around intimacy and relationships and sexuality, there can be that fear that we hold deep down within the subconscious mind. Mm. And I found it on my journey a couple of years ago and I was in complete shock, kind of like you. Like I'm afraid of intimacy because intimacy feels like the only thing that I absolutely desire from my heart. Mm. But it makes sense when you look at it, like we're afraid to be vulnerable. A lot of us are walking around with protective walls around our hearts. You know, I would say the hookup culture that is so prevalent in society right now is like the biggest example of fear of intimacy mm-hmm. playing out. Like it's one day stand. Running away from yourself and for that fast pleasure center and fulfillment. Yes, yes. And not quite touching the true intimacy where you're like really seen and accepted for all of you. Yeah. It really starts with ourselves. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, we always talk about, right? Like we have to heal ourselves and we have to work on ourselves and there's this, it's this lifelong journey, but yet it, it, it takes so much out of you. And then when you're with another person, it becomes even more complicated, right? How did you get, how did you get started on your journey? How did you even like know to name it? Mm, So I started learning that the universe is a mirror, that my own reality is a mirror for all the subconscious programming that I'm holding within. 
And that was being reflected in men. This was five years ago. And I was reflecting on how the dynamics with the men I was dating was reflecting a lot of what I felt in childhood Mm -hmm. surrounding my parents' divorce when I was seven and things that happened with the boys that I was dating in high school and all of it, how it was so deeply rooted in programming. So I decided that I was going to shift it. I was going to go on a deep path of self-love and that I wasn't going to date any men for a while. And I was really going to go within to change myself and be intimate with myself because as within, so without. Yeah. So that ended up taking me on a path of conscious relationships and sacred sexuality work. Mm. So I started self-pleasuring and treating myself like a queen and releasing the shame that lived inside of my sexual body, my feminine body. And in turn, I started really relating to my friends differently, which a tangible way that that looked like was before I would hide my emotions, hide my truth. I didn't want them to think wrong of me. So I wouldn't tell them if I was jealous about something like everything was wrong, 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 not showing my vulnerability. And then I started saying, Hey, like, this is what's true for me. I felt jealous in that situation. Because I feel like when I was a little girl, this happened. And there's so much more self awareness. And I was met with love in every moment that I took a risk on vulnerability, because they were also willing to go the they were also willing to put their heart out there and say, I'm here for it all. Like, tell me everything. There's no part of you that's shameful. And uh, along like the years to come, because I was celibate for about two years, and then I was celibate for a year and a half. And so I did a lot of internal work with healing my sexuality during that time, because I was on this new path of spiritual sexuality, awakening my the truth of my body. And I became so in tune with my body during that. And so, yeah, a lot of the sexuality work and the conscious relating came in tandem because I became so connected to my body that I, I continue to, and it's like, I can't not be in the truth of what's real mm-hmm. for me at this point. Yeah. And so I started attracting people and men that would meet me at that level where my vulnerability was accepted, where authentic relating was the norm, not playing games, you know, I was respecting myself. So they were respecting me. Mm. It all started with me, though. It all started with me and practicing with my friends. I love that so much, because a lot of the times we tell ourselves we have to feel something or do something or, you know, my, my what I come from is you have to pleasure the man, right? My biological father you know, I never said I was, I was going to talk about it in public, but here we are. He left us when I was six years old officially and just left. And he always had was cheating on my mom and all this stuff. And I think he would always take us to see all the girls and pe- people that he was seeing and just like kind of messing around with. And I think I subconsciously learned that you have to pleasure the man. You're just a tool as a woman. It doesn't matter about you. And so in my relationships through you know, high school and college, it always became about the other person and how can I give myself to you and how can I make you pleasurable and never taking time to myself. I don't, you know, of course, like you can masturbate and you can do different things, but what does it even look like to touch yourself as a woman? How do I know how to come with a man? How do I know how to 
voice myself. It doesn't have to be with a man. It could be with anybody, right? But how do I know what I like? How do I know to slow time down and, and actually like feel the senses with it? It's so difficult because we don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And as a society, we're really programmed that, I mean, if you look at porn, if you look at movies, it's just this really typical, here's what pleasure looks like. And here's what you should look like as a woman in pleasure. And this is the goal that you are getting to. And if you're anything other than that, then something's wrong with you. Your yeah. pussy's not working. Your like, like just everything like that. And I have compassion for the little girl in you because all of us come into the world with this love blueprint, this intimacy blueprint of how we think that love operates in the world based off of our parents. And it's really a deep journey that we all get to take as the courageous souls to question it and undo it. But to recognize that, oh, what I saw as a little girl was impacting me now subconsciously. Yeah. Unlearning that and then holding yourself accountable to it. Because just because you experience something as a kid or as a child, of course, it's not your fault. But how you react to it when you're an adult and how you move through life with it that's what matters, right? So you can't lash out. You can't do different things. Even you could be a victim. That's not going to serve you. It's not going to hold you up for success or make you happy or make you feel loved at all, right? It's all that unlearning and then relearning whatever you want to learn now. I think there's even like a, a shift in the consciousness now where women are allowing themselves the pleasure and the intimacy as well. I mean, there's the book, uh, Come As You Are, that I'm still working through. And I remember when I first started reading it, it was like, hey, take a mirror and just look at your coochie. Just look at it, your yoni, your vagina, whatever you want to call it. I still haven't done that because I felt so I'm like, I've never done that before. Like, that's so weird, right? It's not it's respectable and everything. But but what recommendations do you have for somebody that's looking to get to know their body? I love that you brought that up because that's something that we'll be doing in my group program, Sexy Free, Alive in Love. Um, you know, it's really important to do practices like that to get to know your body in this spiritual holistic way, because there's such a deep mind body connection. And if it brings up shame for us to look in the mirror at our pussy at our yoni, because we think it's ugly, then doesn't it make sense that when a partner is going down on us, we're not going to access the pleasure that we truly crave, the surrender that we truly crave, because there's stories and beliefs and programming connected to the actual body part. And so there's this reclamation journey that women can go on when they do practices like that. And I teach so many things like that, such as de-armoring, which is using a yoni wand, a crystal tool that you can insert inside of your yoni, and you can somatically release. Here it is on the video. I, I know. love that. Mine just arrived in perfect timing yesterday. And let me tell you, she's beautiful. You all want to see it. I love it. It's so magical because you can do different practices like somatically releasing trauma that lives within your body by inserting it and, and putting, putting pressure inside the yoni. 
because everything gets stored there on a mind body level. And so practices like that, another one that really blew my mind when I did it was the practice of sex magic, which is utilizing your orgasmic energy, channeling it through your body, through the chakra system, and then sending it out upon orgasm or peak pleasure, what you desire to manifest, and then allowing it to come all back down into the earthly realms. Wow. And for me, like, I knew there was something more to my sexuality than just like, this guy inserting his penis inside of me, and then me being so confused why I'm not orgasming. Yeah. And it's because there's this emotional aspect, there's a spiritual aspect, there's an energetic aspect, there's yeah, a mental aspect as well and a physical aspect. But I notice in this 3D world, a lot of people only focus on the physical and mental aspect. And a lot of people like us know there's more and that's the energetic, the spiritual, the the emotional. Yeah. Why do you think people hold themselves with such limited beliefs? Mm, it's all what we've been seeing, what we've been taught and... I feel like we're awakening now. There's been such a rise in consciousness. And I mean, yeah, the past 30 years, but a lot in the past like 10, five years. And so I think this is just another expression of us up leveling in that area. Yeah. And so when we're kids, we are exploring our bodies and our parents are, you know, programming shame, even if it's just a look like of disgust, babies know not to do different things when their parents give a look of disgust that's scientifically proven proven and so we're really influenced by the adults around us by tv by media by porn and this is all impacting us on a deep level so of course this is the situation now until yeah. we're learning something new yeah it's all about like raising your vibration i think and, and finding people that express your true power and authenticity, right? Like you just said, hey, as I raised my vibration and as I stuck to my boundaries or how I was feeling and expressing that, I then got a bunch of other people that also related in that way because then you realize you're my person or you're not my person. Going through that process can be really difficult, right? Like I had a friend that yesterday, you know, she met a guy, um, you know, at a party and then she, she was like, I'm really interested in him and I want to see him. And I was like, ask him out. Like, Hey, do you want to go to this party? You know, Super Bowl is happening, or do you want to go on a hike or something? Just be more direct, but give him like a, an out and everything. And she's like, "Well, I feel like I should just wait and not do it and on all this stuff. And what if he's going to reject me? Well, wouldn't you rather know that they're going to reject you at the beginning than we hold on to dreams and whatever you thought it was going to be? You know, I think we have to allow ourselves to be brave and put ourselves out there as well. What do we need? What do we desire? can you be more direct? Can I actually express that instead of just waiting and pondering and then being disappointed? Absolutely. And that just comes back to that vulnerable piece, like putting, living through your heart and letting your heart be put out there, mm -hmm. living in your truth of the moment and asking like, what is love asking me to do? What is love inviting me to do? What is life wanting me to do? Yeah. If that's sending that text to that man, then that's alignment. Mm. And you can never push away the right person. Yeah, that's exactly what I told you too. No, I, and I hope it all works out and everything. But for somebody that doesn't know what it's like to be aligned, 
what's like an easy way to describe alignment or to describe like doing something for themselves? Oh, okay. So I want to take it back to the body because as women, so much of our power lives in the body and so many of us are in our head, in our mental space. And before really journeying with this concept, I didn't really understand it until a mentor told me, you know, when you feel angry next time, instead of going in your head, what's actually happening in your body? Mm. And there was a dynamic with a lover at the time, like five years ago. And I was so upset about something. And I realized, oh, this is what she's talking about. I actually feel something physically in my body right now. Like my belly is really tight and there's heat there and it just wants to clench. And my heart feels like it's contracting. Mm -hmm. And this level of sensational awareness is so powerful as women because I teach sensuality. And on the outside, it might look like lingerie and red roses sprinkled on the bed, but the true path of the divine feminine of the feminine is to return to the body. Mm. And so when you have this acute sensational awareness of your body, you have power and access to your desires, to your boundaries, to truth, to love. And so to come back to the original question, alignment is following the truth of your body. So if there's a guy that asks me on a date and on paper to my logical mind he is you know seems like a great guy he da, 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 all the things that i want and desire to my mind but something in my body is saying no which feels like a clenching or a contraction i get to explore that to see is this coming from my intuition or is this coming from fear and if it's coming from my intuition it feels just grounded it feels like an inner knowing if yeah. it's coming from fear it just feels very different it feels like faster pace and like it's the end of the world for me in my body and I will say no to certain opportunities to certain experiences to certain people not based on anything in my mind my mind's telling me it makes sense yeah. there's a photographer that wanted to do a trade and I'm like her pictures are great yeah. I want to say yes to this but my body's saying no and I have to listen to that the body because I've done this before. And when I don't listen to the body, I find out why later. Mm -hmm. Like I've had people, I've had people actually like prove to me why I, if I didn't listen to my body, why that would have been the wrong decision in my path to be sharing this wisdom. And so the alignment that you can feel in your life is being so attuned to your body moment to moment. And every decision is the truth of your heart the truth of your body. And I'm, I'm not saying this is easy. It's, it's going to require the hardest work. It's the yeah. hardest work any of us really go on. Yes, exactly. It's like cutting off all your people pleasing habits. Mm -hmm. It's those small moments in sexuality when you know, you feel mixed feelings of like things going further or not. And you're like, part of you wants to say yes. And part of you wants to say no. And if you override your boundaries in those moments, you're abandoning yourself. 
Yeah. And so it's truly this path of not abandoning yourself, not people pleasing, like doing everything with love from the heart. But that's where the alignment starts happening because the universe is listening. And so if I say no to this photographer, then I know that the photographer that's truly meant to be aligned to my body's yes is coming. And that goes with dating and love and friendships, all of it. Yeah. And it's a practice. And if you have really good people around you, you can rewind and tell them, you know, oh, I said yes when I meant no. I said no when I meant yes. Can we can we redo that? And so having people that are also on that path of truth is really powerful. Yeah. I love everything that you're saying. It's so tasty. Um, you know, you, you said it, it's a practice, right? Just like yoga or horseback riding or tennis playing or boxing. It's a practice, stretching, meditating. You practice every day, not to get an end result, although there are a lot of results that come out of it, but really as a, as a means of being, as a means to get into your body, as a means to feel your body. And some days your practice is going to be amazing. And other days it's going to be really difficult. And other days you're going to be totally in your mind, right? And all of those things are okay. There is no right, there is no wrong. And I've met a lot of people along the way that always ask me, like, Francisca, how do I know what's right? And I know you tell me alignment. And I know you tell me that I need to have faith. There is no wrong choice. You make a decision and the universe always has your back, right? And when you understand and you re recognize and you realize that you are so loved and the universe loves you so much and that everything's happening for you, everything works out right and you just even if you make a decision that later on you regret fine but you're learning about it you're learning about yourself you have to make some wrong decisions quote unquote in order to know what the right decision was and other times like you said i have a feeling in my body so i said no you might never find out why you said no you might never find out why your body told you to hold off or to wait a little bit longer to take that side street or to maybe run to McDonald's to grab a coffee before a meeting and that even though you're late, whatever, you have to have faith and you just have to trust that everything is working out just as it should. And then you go from there. And that's hard because that's pure surrender. That's pure belief. That's pure like love even for yourself and trusting yourself that everything that you're doing was right, but you've always have your back at the end of the day. I love all of that so much. It's like that deep faith in the unknown Yeah, that we're all craving, not just like in life and in yeah. sexuality. Like it's so related that yeah. deep faith. Oh, it like moves me to my core. And I feel like I've been sitting deeply into that in my life right now. I love, I love all of that. And I know like you and I are very, I would say like spiritually focused or, or inclined, right? We we definitely like have a belief in like the universe and just kind of like a, a greater thing than ourselves. For those listeners that maybe aren't as inclined to the universe or spirituality, there's still so much similarity, right? Between like what we're talking about with sexuality and that. Is there like a, a difference for you between the two? Do they generally have a harder time getting into their body? Mm. Yeah, you know, from what I've seen, like when you're tapping into your body, this is going to still sound very spiritual. You're going into different dimensions within you because so much consciousness lives in your body. Like God, source, spirit lives in your body. 
I teach women how to channel their yoni, their pussy has a voice, their pussy has guidance, goddess lives within you. And so I will say that this work will seem a bit woo-woo to people who aren't on that spiritual path, which is why I really focus on, on spiritual women, because there takes this level of, it's like that level of energetic sensitivity, which can be accumulated and can be taught and can start like coming through. But uh, to me, it feels like there's going to be an awakening for the people that are in like the logical scientific, like if they start doing my practices and they might not like it and that's okay. And they might become awakened through it. So I've seen both. That would be so crazy if you were awakened while you're taking this Yoni intimacy course, which actually right now, as we're talking, it reminds me, my spiritual awakening happened five years ago somebody sent me a podcast from Oprah about love and I listened to it and I kid you not, my whole life just shattered like around me into a thousand pieces. And I listened to it probably 10 times in one day. I sent it to all my friends and I remember being so engulfed in everything that she was saying and everything she meant with love. And I just had to go in nature and talk to all these people and do all these things. And everyone thought I was crazy, right? You'd, oh, you moved to LA, you're spiritual now. But that was just the beginning. And I feel like this is a total full circle moment right now because we're talking about the body and love and and sensuality and intimacy and and all of that. But I agree with you. I mean, we never know when when the spiritual awakening is going to happen. And we don't always know the spiritual awakening until months or years later, right? It's just, it's it's this shock in your system almost. Yes, exactly. And Sometimes for women, it's like what gets them on this sexual, spiritual awakening path is like, I can't orgasm. Why is that happening? Yeah. And it's like, this is the path to be able to. It's it's not going to work in a scientific way. You're a woman. You're energetic. Yeah. You're everything. It's, so, yeah, it can be a deep awakening. And I love that this is a full circle moment for you. Always. Every time I talk to you. <laughs> it's the comfort. So tell me, so orgasms, right? Like I, like, yes, I've orgasmed before, but I feel like during sex, I can't orgasm. Is that normal? It's normal, but it's not what's possible for women. And this just has to do so much with where we're at as a collective. Because here's my take on it. So many women use vibrators. And when you're self-pleasuring, you're conditioning your mind, your body, your brain to a certain type of pleasure, mm-hmm. a certain neuro- neurological pathway of how to get somewhere. And then women wonder why they need their vibrator in sex. Mm. Second thing, this was me. Five minutes before bed, shamefully massaging my clitoris feeling guilty after it's dark ah you know that feeling and then I wonder why I'm not experiencing orgasm in sex with a with a partner or I have to keep massaging my clitoris and Mm -hmm. doing things that are the same pathway of self-pleasure and so 
I never want to bring shame to women who can't orgasm during sex yet or all of this, because this is all our journey of softening, all of our journey of deepening, all of our journey of becoming more sensitive. And all of us as women are craving this so much to be able to orgasm in sex and with just penetration and all these things. Yeah. And it really takes a lot of looking at the subconscious body mind pieces and rewiring the yoni because if you don't use it you lose it with muscles so if i just never use my arm you know everything would start to become more numb desensitized right if i i'm don't shook use- if I don't if I don't use my core if I'm not exercising my core it's not going to be strong so somehow we don't think the same about the vagina so this is why I love yoni wands because it's training our body to insert something to feel the sensations inside the yoni to not lose it, to Mm -hmm. exercise it, to be slow with it, to bring our awareness, our presence, our focus to everything that's happening on the inside. And as you do this over time, and as you, you know, shed the layers of trauma that live from every time we said yes, when we meant no, and for if people have experienced any trauma around sexuality, abuse, like all those things, the yoni is so smart she will protect you. And when when you say yes, or when you say yes, when you actually meant no, you are, she's going to have a layer of protection because you didn't listen to her. Mm. And that's going to build armor around her. That's why it's called de-armoring. And so when you're massaging and treating yourself like a queen and the best lover, you know, in that self-pleasure practice, you start awakening the vagina, you start awakening the deep cervix. And I didn't know what my cervix was. Mm -hmm. The cervix is at the top of the vagina. And a lot of women have a medical relationship to it, or um, it just really hurts in sex when it's penetrated. And that's what my relationship was like. And the more I started on this path of healing my cervix, healing my yoni, all of that, you start to begin to open up to pleasure because you're saying to your body, I'm with you. I accept you. If you want to cry, I accept you. If you have anger and I accept you and you're safe with me because I'm going to listen to your boundaries because I am going to be with you. And since we're taught as women to short circuit our emotions, to not feel our emotions that we're crazy, that we're too much, This inhibits our orgasmic capacity like a lot. There's such a connection to emotions and orgasmic capacity because emotions are in the body. You're short-circuiting your body if you're not letting yourself feel emotions. And the cervix is connected to the heart. And if you don't let yourself cry and process things out, it's a filtering system sex. But we're taught it looks like only pleasure and only this. So of course, Mm -hmm. we're all not orgasming during sex. Like it takes and requires our deep, vulnerability our deep um willingness to be in truth to be in the truth of the moment of like oh my gosh can you please go slower like there's something here that's coming through and letting the tears cry Mm -hmm. and oh there's anger here like can I express it through sounding or 
wow, there's wild pleasure here and it doesn't feel like it's going to look like porn. Letting that through, like it just gets to be so conscious and so aware. And the more that we let ourselves express and be vulnerable, your orgasmic capacity stretches. And so this is one of the cures to us not being able to orgasm during Ugh. sex. I love this so much. And I think there's still hope for me, right? It's it's almost my new beginning. And it's a way for me to explore myself. I can't wait to take your classes. I've been looking forward to them for so long. And I know some of the people that you've been working with in the past that you've literally changed their life. And of course, one of our mutual friends who saw her partner and is still seeing her partner since taking like your coaching classes, which is fantastic. I mean, you need that self-love to find that other person or it's a trauma bond or something else that you then have to work through later on. Yes, that self-love is so important on the path of intimacy with a partner always like I've been learning that so much. Yeah. That even when I'm not with a partner and when I am with someone, like self-love is number one. Yeah. How do you think hookup culture plays a role in this, right? Because when we think about having an orgasm or, you know, finding that intimate person, of course, not every relationship is going to be intimate like that. Is that okay? So my take on hookup culture is I feel like if it is your truth to have a one night stand, that's your truth and there shouldn't be shame around it. And I also feel like if you want to bring consciousness to this type of hookup culture, like talk about what it means to you, talk about STD health, talk about your boundaries, talk about your desires, talk about what you expect afterwards. Because I see so many women you know, there's like this subconscious thing that happens in hookup culture. And it's like, I need love, I need validation. And then the guy doesn't text you the next day, and you're upset. Yeah. And that was me. And I just was like, I'm not available for this anymore. Yeah. And I think this is a path of knowing ourselves. Um, but you know, I've talked to women who like, they've just gotten divorced. And this is their truth is that they're not available for like a relationship. And so it's nourishing them to be in their like sacred slut pleasure-filled yeah. hookup phase and that's empowering for them yeah. and they're doing it consciously and there's fun and, around it right there's fun with it to be like I can do whatever I want to and I'm sexy and I'm seeing myself for the first time or you gain weight or you lose weight and so you're just enjoying that part of you being seen in a, in a certain way yes exactly mm -hmm. and so if you're feeling emotionally regulated around it and you know, it feels very clean and good for you, then I think that's a sign from your body that that's fine and perfect. Yeah. But if you're someone that was like me, it's like, it's really, it was really hard for me to engage in those types of dynamics. And so I had to protect and lovingly protect um, myself and, you know, choose people that also weren't into the one night stand hookups. And that's yeah. my empowered choice, but it's not the right thing or the wrong right. thing. Because there is no right or wrong thing. I mean, I'm the same way. Like as soon as I like kiss you, I'm like, okay, we're in love now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we're going to get married. It's fine. And hence why I'm single. <laughs> but you know, Gotta do what you got to do sometimes, you know, but I think people, we, I don't know, we have been taught, I think, to be hard. Like we have to have hard skills to be successful, to be, you know, of course for me in corporate and, and be smart and make money and be businesslike. 
and be independent because we can't trust anybody. And there's all these things that, you know, we've been telling ourselves a really long time. And I, what I really like about this and what you're even saying, it's the softness and it's the divine feminine and the divine masculine. It's finding strength and softness. It's finding strength and love and kindness and, and empathy and all of those really soft skills that I think we've thrown away for years. And I love that so much because it allows us to be true. It allows the other person to be safe. And again, it doesn't mean that you're going to get married or you're going to do different things. It just means that you're allowing each other a space to come together and honor each other in a way that we've never done that before. And when you can do that, I mean, what a light that is for other people too, to see you and to, to respect that and then to do that themselves and practice it. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to get started with it. I love all of that. Yeah, I oh, something was coming through where it's like so many women are craving this divine feminine peace that has been covered by the success that's been covered by the hardness. And it's like not that that masculine type of quality is wrong. It's just that there's like women that are like, I know this is me to be soft. I know this yeah. is me to be vulnerable. I know this is me to feel sensual. I know this is me to open my heart. I know this is me to be completely wildly free. Yeah. And we are craving this reclamation of that feminine within us. And not that that's the only way and the only way of how to be like, we really need both. If there's anything I've learned, it's like, being fully in the feminine all the time isn't like the highest potential that we can walk as women. It's really this union of all of the parts of us that we've repressed or lost. It's yeah. taking those and recovering them and claiming them. And it just so happens that so many women have covered and, and lost and repressed those feminine pieces because society doesn't value the feminine in the same way it values the masculine of doing and accomplishing and all of that. And so when it's it's really a path of coming back to our authenticity and saying like mm, like this lingerie does feel good or maybe it doesn't and that's not your thing but just because it's labeled as feminine doesn't mean you have to put yourself in a feminine box or cage yeah. it's like what's true to me okay I do like roses okay but I don't like posting lingerie on the internet of mm -hmm. me and my lingerie okay so, you know really getting yeah. to know ourselves through this aspect is powerful it's almost it reminds me of I can still wear sweats and baggy t-shirts and heels and take a sexy heels class. And that's, you know, it's the feminine, and the masculine, and again, the stereotypes and the beliefs that we have of it. Right. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. So oh, thanks. So tell me more about we, the goddess and, and your store and some of like the offerings that you've had in the past. I mean, did that all begin five years ago or has that been an ongoing journey for you too? Yeah, that's been an ongoing journey for me. I started using the wands five years ago, and then I started building my own brand, um, offering the wand. I first started building the brand from 2019 to 2020, mm -hmm. and then it was open in August 2020. And yeah, it's just one of the tools that I always use. And I'm really glad that I have because it's back to self-love. Like yeah. if I'm dating someone, it's so important to have a self-pleasure practice. If you're in a relationship with someone, it's so important to have a self-pleasure practice. If you're single, it's so important to have a self-pleasure practice because it's self-love. You're running your own sensual energy through your body. It's your magnetism. And 
it just helps so much in so many different ways from like, especially if you're someone that feels anxious, like, why hasn't he texted me? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, he's taking two days to respond. It's like, that's your calling to come back to self-love, yeah. do a pleasure practice. So yeah, they really changed my life. And um, it's part of my mission of love, of liberation. And it's just a piece of really what I'm here to do on earth is that's yeah. part of being like revolutionary and extraordinary and in intimacy with yourself. Yeah. I always call, I know the uni one sounds so much more elegant. I just call him crystal dildo. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, again, that harshness, just kind of throwing it on there. Is that something that you'll continue to do? Or do you think you'll maybe change some of your offerings as you kind of move forward, even in your practice and in your transition and transformation? I love that question. So as I've been on my own path of dating, of relating, of relationships, of self-love, I am being so called to helping the world, creating like healthy, passionate, safe, loving relationships. Because at the core, that's originally what brought me on this path. Mm. And that time with myself was so vital. And I feel like it's just a piece of this overarching puzzle of relationship to self and to other. And honestly, like I'm also just on this mission of helping women with men and helping couples because we so deeply crave this love, this type of healthy love. And so many of us don't know how to create it. And it's so, so powerful when we can change our internal world and step into our hearts and become authentic and true. And it creates revolutionary intimacy when we're able to bring through a lot of different aspects that I've learned. Like there's so much like feminine and masculine energetics applied to relationships is so powerful along with it being applied to your own life with yourself it's like that deep union that deep union that we're craving you know so I feel like there's more on the horizon and I'm slowly transitioning from you know teaching women how to fully express their sensuality and their feminine because that's definitely going to help them in relationship And, you know, healing their sexuality, because that's such a deep aspect of relationship, you know, being able to fully surrender and be vulnerable and speak your truth starts with you in the mirror. It starts with you looking at yourself in the mirror and speaking your truth to yourself and holding yourself. And if you want a lover to like meet you deeply in all of you, that you're accepted in all of your emotions, that starts with us. And so that piece is so important. And I love this transition into relationship because it's something that's just been such a part of my path that it's on my heart. Like, I just feel Mm -hmm. like we're all destined for love. I feel that. (laughs) I feel the warmth. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I am so excited for you. And I'm just so grateful. I mean, since the first time that we met, it felt like we've known each other for years and years and years already which is so wonderful. And like I said, I can't, I think I'm in a place now where I'm ready to learn and grow and get to know myself, who I am on my deepest level, which I think will help me open up to a partner, which listen, after your course, if I'm in a relationship, people, that's a miracle worker. (laughs) So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Is there anything that 
you know, you, you want to leave with our listeners and the people that are watching us, whether it's advice or tips or even resources. Mm, let me feel into that. Yeah. What's really coming through is to keep stepping into your heart and opening your heart because it hurts a lot more to keep your heart closed and to not let anyone in. And I know that from experience. Mm. It hurts a lot more to not let anyone in and to not let life in and to not let people in. So open your heart and you're, you're inevitably going to get hurt. Yeah. And that's okay. It's going to hurt and that's okay. Can you be with the pain? Can you be with the evolution that comes with it all? Because it's so worth it. It's worth that open heart. And so that's something that I really want to let everyone know and to let love rebirth you into more of yourself because love is the path of the courageous. And so many women are courageous on the inside. They have these really beautiful ways of walking through the world and there's someone that's going to meet you there's someone that's going to see you and love you in the way that you deserve and I want to speak that to all women because we deserve it and we're worthy of it I feel that in my soul so hard like everything that you're just saying is just touching me on such a deep level and it's true there's an abundance of love even if we don't always see it even if we don't always feel it if it's not this person, it's the next one. Like there are millions of humans out there. There are millions of souls. There are millions of kind people. And there are millions of different variations in which you can live your life. And thinking that your life has to be stuck in a small town or among certain people or certain friend groups and not allowing yourself that openness to express yourself and walk into your adventure and to see what else is out there and to allow yourself to be loved. I mean, that's just a reflection of you. So let that and let people guide you. And I think you know, for those of you, you know, follow Miranda, like follow you on, on social media and just your journey as you're exploring, be a part of that change and just allow yourself to really dig deep into it. Because I think we just have cut ourselves short for so like for such a long time. It's enough, you know, it's ready to, to be expanded upon. Yes, exactly. Mm, I feel that so much. <laughs> I feel that so much. <laughs> You are so healing. You are so calming every single time that we talk. I'm so grateful for you and your time. And hopefully soon we'll be able to meet in person, whether it's me visiting you in the sunshine or you coming over to LA. We'll have we'll have to get together. <laughs> I would love that. I'm definitely going to be in LA sometime this year. So okay, <laughs> I have no doubt that we'll see each other and meet. <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you everybody for listening and watching and for tuning in. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.